Good day, and welcome to Facts Matter, the Citizens Research Council of Michigan podcast. I'm Nancy Derringer, Communications Director for the CRC, and in this podcast, we look at Michigan through a policy lens. Our discussions here are informed by our 101 years of experience doing nonpartisan, fact-based research on policy issues. We hope this podcast will serve as another way for the public to access our work, which is, as always, free and available to all at our website, crcmich.org. More on that at the end of the show. People like to say that Michigan is a perfect environment for potholes. Our water table is high, our soil doesn't drain all that well, and we have a number of freeze-thaw cycles every winter. Now, if you're smart enough to download a podcast, you know what that can do to a stretch of highway. But years and years of neglect don't help, and Michigan's roads and related infrastructure may be the ultimate can we've been kicking down the road. Craig Thiel is here to explain a little of the sad story of Michigan road funding. Craig, so... How was your drive to work today? Bumpy. Yeah. <laughs> I'll bet. What's the uh, what is your um what is your best pothole horror story from this year? Well, it would have to be when I went in for a routine oil change uh 2 weeks ago, President's Day, and got the call from the shop to say the oil change was done, but they found $400 worth of front end damage and that it would require uh some immediate attention, and I promptly asked was this a wear and tear and they said yes and i said was it related to the condition of the roads and they said yes it could hardly not be related to the condition of the roads yeah well now you're over in lansing um i'm closer to detroit um i now have changed the way i get around the city i avoid certain roads and stretches of freeway simply because they're terrifying. You never know if the person in front or behind you is going to employ the speed up and try to kind of jump over them strategy <laughs> or the slow, you know, slam on the brakes and try to pick through them like uh, like you're in a mule going over a, a dry riverbed. So it's it's really, it's, and every year I say, this is the worst I've ever seen them. But this year really feels... Like, this is the absolute, positively worst I've ever seen them. Do you get that sense? I do get that sense. And, you know, we've had kind of a schizophrenic uh, winter here with the early uh, thaw in January. Then it quickly froze up again with uh, plenty of snow. And then you add the melting snow and rain on top of that, which is another contributing factor, which we saw early spring rains uh, two weeks ago, which create not just road problems, flooding problems. But when those flooding problems uh, spill over onto the roads, they are uh, a contributing factor to the poor road conditions. And then as we look out the window today, we're after dealing with uh, a few days of 40s, 50 degree weather, it's back in the 30s and snowing again. So exactly. Um, yeah, I mean, you can't really you can't really blame this entirely on the weather simply because a certain amount of freeze thaw is simply expected in Michigan. That's just what our climate is. So, but we don't want to talk too much about meteorology here. Um, we are, <laughs> we look at policy research at the Citizens Research Council. So, you know, is, you know, this topic probably as well as anybody does. Um, is there a single reason 
for the bad condition of Michigan roads beyond simply money. I mean, I know we have had cons- um, we've had constrained uh, tax revenues for some time now after our one state recession and a general downsizing of the state. But I mean, was there a turning point where we fell behind? Uh Money is is probably the chief uh, culprit here, and the lack thereof is uh, the specific reason the roads are in in poor condition. Um, You know, the last time we looked at the gas tax and and made any type of change to it prior to 2016 was in 1997, so 20 years prior. um, And and even then, it was a very modest bump in the funding for for roads. Uh, We we raised the gas tax from 15 cents to 19 cents, Um, really didn't do much with vehicle registration taxes. And so what has happened um, with that that bump is, and then the effects of inflation, and then also uh, remind you that, that the base of the tax is on the consumption of fuel and Vehicles have been getting more and more fuel efficient, so consumption has trended, uh, has been flat or trending down. We've basically seen a flat revenue line, you know, in, in dollar, actual dollar amounts, and then when you factor in inflation, a declining uh, purchasing power of transportation revenues coming into the state. Right. And, um, you know, I'm looking at a chart here that shows that. It, it's basically been about 1.9 billion uh, of transportation rev- resources that are used to support the state highway program and all your local highway programs, and that 1.9 billion isn't adjusted for inflation, so it's been flat. And then, you know, I think the the transportation package that was agreed to in uh, late 2015, uh, which didn't come, doesn't come online fully for a number of years into the future from where we're at today. So right. uh, we aren't going to see the full impact of a of a of the real transportation bump until 2021. And, and so looking back over that period I just talked about, going back to 1997, it'll be over 25 years since we've really address the road funding problem in this state. Right. And there was an effort a couple of years ago, uh, Proposal 1 of 2015. Was that 2015? It yes, was. The, the spring of 15. Right. And I was I was working as a reporter then, and I remember watching the Citizens Research Council webinar on that, which explained how Prop 1 would have worked. And I recall that just the walkthrough of... All the things that this thing had had to do, that this this new law had to do, took quite a bit of time. I mean, you can usually explain a piece of legislation fairly quickly, but this was this was. I, I think I described it as a legislative Rube Goldberg machine. That it it kind of you know it, it this triggered that, and then this you know tip bucket went over you know poured this money over here, and and blah blah blah, and it just it went down in flames. Um, can you kind of sketch out how it got so complicated and then what happened as a result? Right. So proposal one in the spring of 2015 was the kind of the, you know, the attempt to deal with the road funding problem. And it also took on a number of other um, 
I'd say, political interests in the state of Michigan, including funding for education, all in a, it was going to be a statewide change in our tax structure, uh, specifically dealing with the sales tax. And because we were changing the allocation of the sales tax, we were going to have to have a vote of the people. And in order to have the the people approve this, there was going to have to be a number of political trade-offs, and one of those was increasing education funding um, because some of the education dollars were going to get siphoned off um, through this uh, road funding plan. And it just became the inevitable Christmas tree. It was uh, very convoluted, um, had so many moving parts, and the average voter went to the polls being told it was a road funding uh, plan and saw this about the sales tax and education and just was confused and said, if I don't, if I don't understand it, I'm voting no. That's been the the kind of the that's mo. The default. Yes. That's the default for ballot questions. And uh, when they're straight, simple, forward, they have a better chance of 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 uh, getting the the yes than uh, when they're confusing and not straightforward. And this one was definitely confusing and not straightforward. And people voted no overwhelmingly, like uh, two to one. So. Right. It sent the legislature back to the drawing board. Um, it was clear uh, afterwards that people still wanted the roads fixed, but they wanted just the roads fixed. Don't mucky the 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 package up with everything else. And so, uh, in the fall of uh, 2015, um, uh, the legislature passed a, a number of bills uh, that uh, raised gas taxes, raised your vehicle registration taxes, but also importantly, um, allocated a chunk of the existing state budget, the general fund budget, and dedicated that to to the roads. Um, So uh, on a rough order of magnitude, it was half new taxes from the gas and vehicle registration tax and half of the existing general fund, uh, not half of the budget, but half of half of the total package would come from the general fund, six hundred million on each side, um, phased in over a number of years. So, right. Uh, and as gap- you as you explained early on, a lot of this money isn't going to be available for a couple more years. No, it doesn't come fully on online until the uh, general fund portion is is phased in, and and the legislature was concerned about allocating all that money right up front um, to roads because it would have created problems elsewhere in the budget. So it phased in the uh, the $600 million over a three-year period. I think we've got 150 going in um, next year. Uh, then that jumps up to 325, 325 million, and then finally 600 million in the fiscal year 21 budget. So wow. we're still a few years out from when that uh, general right. phase in. And meanwhile, the roads this year, as we as we said earlier, are simply terrible. And if there's not enough money to fix them now, I mean, we, you know, anybody who's owned a house or, or a car or, or anything that requires regular maintenance, maintenance knows the rule. It's like you either pay uh, X amount now or you pay X squared um, if you put it off for too long. What is all of this uh, delaying and can-kicking doing for the highways in the meantime? 
Right. So the pro- the simple uh, explanation is the problems we're dealing with today are the result of decisions or lack of decisions three, five, ten years ago when, you know, uh, Decision makers were constrained in terms of the resources they had available and not being able to invest them in in roads. And fast forward two, three years to to today, and the roads are in horrible shape. So um, that's that's the way this works. Um, We're starting to invest in the road infrastructure with the the package uh, that came online here uh, this year, and as I mentioned, is going to ramp up. But we won't have the full um, allocation um, of $1.2 billion uh, until uh, three years from now. And even then, uh, we're going to see the roads continue to deteriorate because we didn't invest that full amount two or three years prior. Does right. that does that make sense? It, <laughs> it certainly doesn't make sense to me as a motorist. And uh, but you know, I you can understand. You know, some of these. You know, it was a different state three years ago uh, than it is now. But we don't know what what the next three winters are going to do either. So okay. Um, so here we are at um, square one. The governor has recently talked about a number of policy uh, changes related to infrastructure lately, including water and broadband. Are any of those focused on on roads and and bridges? Uh, not directly. No, there there are other uh, aging infrastructure problems that the state's dealing with. Uh, in a lot of cases, these are. Um, uh, Investments um, that you know in, in infrastructure that we don't see. I mean, they're buried under the ground, and but they are deteriorating too. And that this governor has made proposals to deal with public water systems um, as well as uh, expanding broadband uh, throughout the state. But no, those aren't directly related to roads. Um, yeah, but, that's but, that's the other thing. I mean, it's not just when we talk about infrastructure, it's not just highways. It's waterways. I mean, it's water lines. It's it's um, you know telecommunications uh, infrastructure. There's all there's all kinds of things that have nothing to do with um, with asphalt, and they all have their needs too, and they're all falling apart as well. Right, and you know, I just you know everyone experiences the roads you know on a daily basis and the condition, and people and they see it. Um, the, the water infrastructure, they are using it every day, experiencing it every day, but they don't see the actual condition of that until it's too late in a lot of respects. Right. Um, and and that's, that's a real concern. Um, I, you know, the governor uh, did throw out a proposal to kind of speed up this uh, road funding um, package. Um, at least uh, his proposal in the budget was to allocate um, some surplus funds that were available in the general fund to roads uh, for the current year. So he wanted to up that um, uh, general fund allocation to $175 million, and the, the legislature passed that bill, a uh, lickety split, and si- sent it to the governor, and, and he signed it. So we will see uh, a speed up of, of the uh, general fund resources going into roads um, for this year, which, which weren't scheduled to go online until next year. Okay, so we have that to look forward to. So looking at long term, um, realistically, 
I've heard a number of uh, figures batted around as to what we would need to spend if we had, you know, unlimited resources in order to make our roads, you know, take them from poor to at least fair good. Do you do you have any idea what that is? I mean, should we just start taking like bailed up hundred dollar bills and filling potholes with those, or um, do we have a different <laughs> do we have a different alternative? Um, you know, the, the number that was hung out there, uh, when the road debate started, um, back in 2013 and 14, uh, was this figure of a roughly 1.2 billion. And then when the, you know, the deal was finally consummated, it was consummated with that number as the kind of the, the fix 1.2 billion. Well, the reality was the 1.2 billion had grown since they started the debate and the annual investment over and above what they were spending, uh, when this package kicked in was in, in many experts' eyes was closer to $2 billion per year. So even at $1.2 billion, once it's phased in, uh, we're still uh, short roughly 800 million or about, you know, if you, if you think about it, uh, over 50% short uh, of what we need uh, on an annual basis. Uh, the state transportation department is, you know, required to do long range planning. And uh, based on the current investment schedule, the conditions of the state trunk line. So this is state trunk line roads that are under the authority of both the uh, uh, Michigan Department of Transportation, but also the road, the state trunk lines that run um, not just interstates, but run through our counties and are the major thoroughfares the, in our local the government. M, the M roads, basically. The M roads, and then yeah. as lo- along with the, the U.S. Uh, you know, highways, I-75 and, right. and 94. Um, you know, we're going to continue to see deteriorating pavement condition for the next seven years um, from roughly 80% um, today uh, till they reach about 50% in 2025. And that's with the $1.2 billion being pumped into the system. So that's evidence to me that, you know, we set the bar a little low and uh, things are going to get worse before they get better, if they get better at all. Wow. That's uh, <laughs> as I watch the snow fly out my window right here. That is a very sobering thought. So, okay, well, Craig, thank you for uh, taking the time today to uh, discuss this with me. You know, this is one of these issues that I think everybody in Michigan has to deal with one way or the other, and it's it's a problem that's simply not going to go away. So we'll leave it at that. Safe travels. Same to you. Thanks, buddy. And that will do it for this edition of Facts Matter, the Citizens Research Council of Michigan podcast. Remember, the CRC operates as a public resource, and all of our papers, along with blogs, op-eds, and other resources, are available for download on our website, crcmich.org. We operate as a nonprofit, 
through the generosity of Michigan's corporations, foundations, and individuals like you. If you'd like to make a donation, go to our website, crcmich.org, and click on the contribution button on the homepage. We also welcome feedback, which you can send via email to crcmich at crcmich.org. I'm Nancy Derringer, and until next time, thanks for listening. Thanks for listening.